0: and Welcome to another episode of A Fistful of Talent. I'm your host, Jonagan Charfris, Senior Producer for KUAM Communications. Now, I know it's been a while since our last podcast. It's been extremely busy on the news department. Um, but, you know, when I heard that my guest was going to be visiting on island briefly, I knew that I had to make some time uh, to have her on the podcast because um, catching up with her is always a treat. And it's always exciting to hear what she's been up to. So I have with me in studio, Heather McElhaney Manley. Hello. Happy a day and welcome <laughs> oh, and welcome back to the island. <laughs> thank you, thank I, you so much. It's it's been a while, right? Yeah,
1: it's been almost two years since I've wow. been home last, which is crazy.
0: You know, and um you know the thing about it too is that I follow you. I don't want to use the word stalking. Is so <laughs> That's so. Okay, okay but we all stalk <laughs> on social media. You know, I, I, I keep in um keep, I I keep up to date with what you've been going on because you're really good with keeping up keeping up your friends and family with what's been going on in your life and you've been pretty pretty busy. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, it's it's being an actor in New York City mm-hmm. is is hard. But and like there's the highs and lows. But I mean, I have to look back on my year and I have to remind myself that I'm actually doing okay and like I'm actually I do have work but you know just the lulls you know when you have a couple months of nothing to do you're like oh my gosh you know I'm so bored or you know nothing's going on and then you know something else comes up and you're like actually no I'm okay
0: I'm doing okay and then the fact that you're in New York City I mean it's kind of hard not it's kind of hard to be not to be board there's so many things going on there
1: there there are but you know it's so expensive too it's such a a crazy expensive city so I have to balance myself being like okay there's so many things to do but also you don't want to spend your money too quickly
0: (laughs) you know and and for those that are maybe um listening in and you know they're like well how come her name sounds so familiar so I I don't know if many of you um recall that um, um on in the mix maybe a few years ago there have been like I, I featured you twice mm-hmm. um the first time was when um you were you were announcing that you would be part of Aladdin the musical mm-hmm. production in Australia yeah and of course when I saw the word Australia of course I had to to reach out to you and 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 um and see how all went because that was exciting I know that you know you started off um let's kind of trek back a little bit Mm -hmm. and get into like how you got into theater um here i know that you were really active in skip and why don't you Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about that
1: so i i guess i started performing at three years old um i I guess I've always been interested in it. Um, my parents enrolled me in hula lessons, mm-hmm. and when we moved here when I was three, we were driving by this hula studio, Bright Eyes Dance Studio. Shout out to Miss Dottie, if she's listening. Um, and when we were driving by it, I told my dad, I was like, I wanna do the hula. So, <laughs> and he, they were like, okay. Um, and I did that, till I was like, S- 17 and then I uh, there was like a summer program for John Robert Powers I saw it in the newspaper and it said learning how to model and and sing and act and my parents thought that that would be a nice summer program for me to do you know between school and stuff so they enrolled me in that and uh, that was around like seven or eight years old and Miss Belta Perez pulled my parents to the side and um, she was like, you know, she's she's really, you know, theatrical, <laughs> <laughs> and she really loves to perform. And she was like, you know, maybe you should enroll her in some singing lessons. And so, around eight years old, I, that's how I started singing. Um, very casually, I would sing at Chamorro Village. You know, every Wednesday, I would sing country songs. Like that's that's the music that I would listen to. So I was singing Leanne Rhymes at eight years old <laughs> at Chamorro Village, <laughs> and then it kind of just stemmed from that. I started uh, performing at random events, and I started singing at Liberation Day. I got asked to sing at Liberation Day, and. That was kind of a thing and like every year I would sing and I met the governor and I met um, Rear Admiral Johnson and he saw me at Liberation Day I think I was 12 and he really liked what I did and then he started asking me to sing for events for the naval base and um, and then from there I remember he um, brought me to J- Japan to mm-hmm. sing as wow. well. Yeah, there was like an event there in Japan, and I got to stay on the base. And he even paid for me to, to sing at this, you know, this naval, um, it was like their Christmas party, I think. And then, uh, um, so after that, around age 11, I saw, my friends were enrolled in Skip, um, my school friends, and I went to their concert one year, and I was like, hey, I want to do that. They look like they're having a lot of fun up there. Um, And I auditioned for Skip, and I started doing that at 11. I I feel like I'm rambling, but it's all interconnected, (laughs) I promise. (laughs) Um, And then, so I joined Skip around 11, and I started doing the touring company with them. Uh... And then uh, I saw my first amateur musical Mm -hmm. at, I think I was 13 or 14, and it was an amateur production of Grease, and that was the first kind of, like, music theater that I've seen, and, you know, at the time I was already singing and dancing for fun, and I was like, they're singing and dancing up there, I'm like, wow, maybe I want to audition next year, and, uh, it was the FD production of Footloose, and I auditioned, and I got a part in that, and after that, I was like, yep, That's I think funny. this is what I want to do. I'm like, I can sing and dance at the same time, because I always, I had such trouble deciding what I wanted to mm-hmm. do, like which one I should pursue, and because I love them both so much, but it's, you know, it's you can't really do both. I mean, you could, but then it's it's it's, 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 <laughs> it's hard. And, like, the, the route that I wanted to go was, like, oh, maybe I want to go to L.A. and be, you know, be a dancer mm-hmm. and per- pursue that. And, but then I was, like, but I really love singing. And I found that music theater was, like, the perfect mesh between the two. And after that, I auditioned for every single uh, production, school production that there was. I did Aida. Um, I did High School Musical. Um... And yeah, so and from there, I was like, you know, I th- I think that's what I want to do, and I think I I really was inspired by Disney. Mm-hmm. I remember watching Disney Channel all the time, <laughs> and I even remember being bullied for it. <laughs> I remember one girl called me a
0: Disney freak. <laughs> and I was like, a little no no, if she's listening now, I know, okay. <laughs> I'm like, Disney employed me, you know. <laughs> Um,
1: but yeah, and I just, I remember seeing the kids on there and seeing the, like, That's So Raven, and I'm being like, man, I want to do that as a kid. If they can do it, why can't I do it? Um, and my parents have always just been so supportive, you know, they never once have said, your dreams are too big. Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, if I said, I want to do singing lessons, they're like, all right, let's see what we can do. Let's see how we can do that. Um. And yeah, that's kind of how it all started. Um,
0: yeah, I don't know. What to say. <laughs> and you know, and the thing about it too is that um, when you're when you started to go to these classes like hula and then the singing and um, like you were mentioning that like your parents were super supportive, mm. and then others started to see too that there was something in you that, you know, that, you know, that she could be onto something, you know, that this, yeah. that it, they, they believed in you too, you know, cause when I'm sure that there have been people where they've told their parents, um, you know, Oh, I want to pursue becoming a dancer yeah. or a thing. And they're like, yeah, are you sure you don't want to be a nurse yeah. or a doctor, but they fully supported you on yeah. that. And, um, you know, I've had the opportunity to meet your parents and they're, Awesome. Yeah, they're the best. And, and, you know, they, and you can tell that, you know, like where you are now, it's because of like the, you know, you can see it, like they're very supportive in what you do and everything. So I know you mentioned that you had seen like an amateur uh, musical production and that kind of, I guess, turned the light bulb up in your head and everything. Um, At what point did you realize that... Like, like you were truly serious to the point where you wanted to further your education yeah. going that route.
1: I think um, I was a little bit naive. I was really, oh I mean we're all naive mm-hmm. when we're growing up and I was, I wanted to be a star, you know, at, a, at such a young age and I was like I'm going to go to LA and I'm going to just get an agent mm-hmm. and and you know, and my, my career is going to blossom and um, I think I didn't want it bad enough. Like, I knew that I wanted to pursue it, but in high school, I I was a little bit flouncy about it, I guess. Like, I didn't put my 100% into it, and so I I still performed on, on the island, and then I was going to UOG, um, and I was singing everywhere I could, like... Anyway, way I could. I remember I had a, a cover band. I was um, a part of a band that I formed called Forte, me and a couple other people that I met through Doc Johnson and we were gigging at Kasanami every Thursday and yes. that was my side gig.
0: Memories. Yeah,
1: I know, <laughs> Kasanami, they're not open anymore. Um, and then Doc Johnson got me a gig singing at, I used to sing for weddings. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would sing at like all the hotels and I would sing for Japanese weddings and that was also my, my money income. Um, So I still was making money as a singer, you know, (laughs) and I think I just realized that, you know, after being on Guam for three three years in college, I felt really stuck because I knew that what I wanted, I couldn't achieve here. Mm -hmm. Like, and I was doing choir with Doc, and he was giving me singing lessons and stuff, and he was, I told him what I wanted to do. I was like, I want to be a star, and he'd be like, okay, but, you know, he... I knew that he believed in me as well, but I think he wanted me to be realistic about it. Mm -hmm. And I think at that point, I kind of just, I would see videos on YouTube of singers and stuff and actors, and I think it was more of like a realization. You look in the mirror and you're like, wait, I'm not as good as I think I am. And so I was like, that's, I think I need to go to college or, you know, I need to really invest and study in this. And so... Like, years before that, in high school, I was I had this idea that I wanted to go to Australia because Miss Knapp met people in Australia. She, she has a bunch of connections there, and she's like, there's a bunch of great schools there, and she's like, why don't you look into that? And in high school, I was like, okay, yeah, 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 sure, and I didn't really commit to it because mm-hmm. I was so young, and then it was around, like, 1920 where I was like, no, okay, Heather, this is the time. You're young now. This is when you need to really buckle down if this is what you want. And so I quit my final year of college. I told my parents, I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to school. I'm going to get a part-time job and save some money. And then if I get into this school in Australia, then that's, that's what I'm going to do. And they were like, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> they weren't like, why aren't you going to school anymore? They were just like, okay, if that's what you want to do. And um, I told Doc what I wanted to do. And he helped me prepare my audition piece and stuff. And he even told me. He, he was like, make sure you have some backup plans because <laughs> the school that I was auditioning for, they only take 10 girls and 10 boys. And um, I was flying to Sydney, you know, I was spending two grand to for this audition. And, you know, there's no guarantee that I get in. And so I was, you know, he, he did everything he could and we worked on my audition songs. And uh, yeah, so then I flew over and, I auditioned in Sydney, and I went. I made it through the first round, um, and then I made it through the second round, it was a dance audition, and then there was a final round, and this is a funny story, because my dad came with me to um, Sydney, and he was waiting outside at the audition the whole time, and it was right, it was like by the pier, the, the audition place was by the water, and... You know, my dad had nothing better to do, so he was just waiting, and he said he found a little crack in the wall where, where he could <laughs> check and look to see where my, like how my audition was going, and I was singing my song. The song that I sang was um, called Waiting for Life to Begin from a musical called Once on This Island, mm-hmm. and I was like what better way to relate to this character? I'm, I'm a girl from an island who wants more. You know, I'm, I, I want to see what everything life, what life has to offer. And I was like, this is the perfect song for me. So I sang this song about an island girl and my dad was l- like looking through the crack <laughs> in the hole and he said he could see me. And then he was looking over at the panel and he said, as soon as I finished singing, they all kind of just like looked at each other and nodded their head and he was like, He said, I had a feeling that you were going to get in. And, um, yeah. So, long story short. (laughs) I'm, like, rambling like crazy. Um, Yeah, it was, like, around 1920 where I was like, yep, I need to go to school. And I don't regret it at all. I mean, I'm 28 now, but, like, I feel like the way life has led Mm -hmm. me is perfect. And I'm so glad that I went and studied in Australia because, yeah, like, I made... a community there like my classmates are like some of my best friends you know and yeah and it was an amazing experience
0: so how, how long after um after graduating from there that you got I guess um got the part with, with Eli- yes it was so
1: I didn't even have an agent and they were announcing it was my final year of Um, university and they were announcing that Aladdin was coming to Australia and I had loose plans I didn't know what I was going to do because I didn't because I can't really stay permanently in Australia so I was like I either get a visa and then I can stay a couple years or I just move to the states as soon as I graduate and um, when they announced that Aladdin was coming I was like I'm going to be in that show. I need to be in that show. I'm like, <laughs>
0: I'm brown.
1: I look like Jasmine. <laughs> I got the hair. I got the hair. I was like, that part is mine. I'm going for it. So I was like, okay, I'm going to audition. And so auditions were happening in um, October, my first audition, literally during sho- showcase, after graduating, moving from Perth. Everything was up in the air. It was, it was, oh, it was difficult. So it started in October, and... I think I auditioned like nine times it was crazy and I didn't find out till February that I got the part so I remember coming home for Christmas and I was practicing a whole new world and practicing the the songs (laughs) and the scenes and being like I need to get this because also as an actor you know you don't know where the job is you don't know if you're gonna get a job so I was like I I need a job you know I want a job and I need a job so I was was practicing really hard for it so I mean I was really lucky a couple it was only a couple months after I graduated that I found out that I got this part but rehearsals weren't starting till June so I had to figure out how I was going to make money (laughs) for a couple months before this gig Um, but man like honestly luckily I I got into a couple shows straight after college and that doesn't really happen often, but I think it's, you know, if you're right for the part and it's the right show, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if it was Oklahoma auditioning, I don't think I would have gotten a <laughs> job, you know? Um, so I think everything just worked out.
0: Uh, I got lucky. And, and I had the opportunity once so once, when you, um, were starting to do shows and, and, um, was heading to, I was heading to Sydney for a hol- uh, was it holiday, for vacation. Yeah, they call it holiday <laughs> <within> there. <laughs> for vacation. And I, you reached out and you're like, oh, you know, if you want to watch the show. And um, honestly, before then, I had never watched Aladdin. Really? So I was. Not even the cartoon? Not even the cartoon. I know, I know. Who are you? <laughs> so when I went, so when we went to watch, like, I was, it was like. Everything was new to me. Yeah. Uh, with the exception of A Whole New World. I, I mean, yeah. that, I'll admit, I know that song. So <laughs> I it was it. <laughs> so... I was, It was almost like the, the kids that were there, too, like watching it and just being so mesmerized by everything. The colors, yeah, the music, the... The, the costumes. The, yeah. And it was... And the, prior to that, it was only... Um, I had watched The Lion King and... Um, Again, it was like everything just it was such an amazing it just the amount of work I could only yeah. imagine that goes into putting together such a production you know, that many people, yeah, that much stuff going on it's. That show
1: is, we call it, It's a villi- it takes a village to run yeah. that show, you know. It, there's, like, about 30 casts on stage, but also you don't see the behind the scenes, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of people on the side, the cast and the crew, that are making sure that all the, the sets yeah. come in at the right time. The stage management has to make sure this lighting cue happens at that time, and it's crazy. And then, like, we also have a bunch of... Um, uh, the costume people backstage too that that helped dress us and then also you know if we have a tear if something happens yeah. on stage and it breaks they are fixing that in two seconds yeah, so you the know fact the, that it's live it's just like yeah the adre- I'm sure
0: the adrenaline is just like oh God. yeah yeah and it was such a beautiful production and uh, you know I, we had the opportunity to see you afterwards and then just like kind of standing outside after the the, the production it was like wow this looks so cool you know <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> so this is how it is but I know that um the Aladdin had also went to other parts of Australia, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So you, I, I know you, I, we saw you in Sydney mm-hmm. and you were also at, um, it was also in...
1: Melbourne and Brisbane and Perth. Um, and then I left the production after Perth and it continued on to New Zealand and then Singapore. But they, so the Aladdin production, Aladdin, the musical as a whole, they have a company on Broadway. They mm-hmm. have the national tour. They finished the UK, they had one in the UK. It just closed. The Australian company closed, and then they—I don't know if the Japan one is still running. And then they also have one in Germany. Wow. Yeah.
0: So when that wrapped, so when you left the production, um, at what point? Okay, you're like, okay, what are my options? Do I fight? You know, do I can, do I look for something here? Yeah. Do I make my way to the states? Mm-hmm. What was your, I guess, plan? I mean, when they were, they they sent
1: out the contracts for Aladdin um, in Australia, and they were like, you know, do you want to continue on, and I, I'm i very much a person that goes with her gut, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I don't think I should, I like, my heart's not in it, and I, I, I just feel like this is what Run I need course, to do, yeah, yeah I'm like, and there's no other reason, and there was nothing to do with, like, the company, or the people, or the show, I was just like, I feel like that's what I need, so... I said no, and that was around May, and so I had a couple months to figure out what I was gonna do. And I had loose plans of applying for another year visa to stay in Australia, and there were things auditioning and it's funny like you know when one door closes another one opens mm-hmm. and i was auditioning for a couple things got a couple callbacks and then nothing eventuated from it and that and then there's me stressing being like oh my god i'm not going to get a job <laughs> what am i going to do and then i was like man maybe i'll move to the states and And I, earlier that year, last year, I messaged, I told you in the last Mm -hmm. interview, I messaged the director in America who I get along really well with. Like, every time he comes to Australia, he's just a beam of light and so fun and so easy to talk to. So I messaged him being like, hey, I have loose plans of going to the States. Um, If there's anything, let me know. So I didn't hear anything for several months, and it wasn't till October around October, I was like, okay, I guess I'm staying in Australia for one more year. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I'm happy with that. You know, I have my friends and you know, there's a couple things that I could be right for. So I'll stay and audition. Um, and then I got that email and I was like, geez, okay, well, we'll see if this is a thing, if this is going to work out. They, they messaged me being like, you know, do you want to audition? And I remember in my head being like, Heather, don't, don't, Don't like think too much about this because you know it said Broadway on it and I'm like, am I gonna? I'm not gonna go to Broadway, you know? Like, what are the chances of that? And I was just like, okay, I'm like, yes, I'd love to audition. I sent my my video out, and I didn't tell my parents about it, because I didn't want, they obsessed to, every time I auditioned, they're like, did you hear back, oh, you know, did you get a call back, how did your audition go, and I'm like, I didn't get it, (laughs) so I didn't tell them, um, because I just didn't want them to freak out, and I told them, I'm like, okay, maybe I'll be home for Christmas, um, and, but I have a couple things I'm auditioning for, and if I don't get it, then I'll come home, and so, yeah, I just long story short I, they they messaged me saying congrats you're going to make it you're going to go to the Broadway company and i was like i i am gobsmacked like i just i couldn't believe it and then i called my parents and i told them i was like i have bad news i can't come home for christmas and they were like what what happened and I was like, "I'm going to be in Aladdin on Broadway," and they were like <laughs> silent at first. They were like, is "This Are you how is how you're. This is how you're planning to announce like yeah. big news to me." <laughs> and then they were like, "Are you serious?" And I was like, "Yes." And they're like, "Wait, what? How did that even happen?" And then I told them the whole story, and yeah, and it was. This is a funny thing for me. I I was doing a road trip across Australia. We had a month off in between. Um, cities mm-hmm. and I was doing a road trip across Australia and we were in the middle of nowhere. It was me and my my um, ex at the time and we were looking at the, the stars and I remember something, there was a voice in my head that said New York and I was like uh uh-uh. uh. Like I still get emotional thinking about it because I was like I'm not ready. I'm scared. Yeah. You know New York's scary and yeah and I just remember that voice in my head being like you need to be in New York. And, like, you know, look, yeah. look where it is No, don't cry. It's,
0: it's crazy. <laughs> no, don't cry. Don't cry. Sorry. Yeah. But I it's don't happy know. tears. It is. Ha- it's definitely. It is happy tears. But, and, and the thing about this, this podcast, too, is, is for those that are listening that, that um, you know, that have dreams and, you know, um, are fearful, you know, to take yeah. kind of take that leap, um, it's what, at what point. Do you finally take that you know that leap? And especially now with with um, you know there's theater companies on island, yeah, um, big productions being put on by you know um, some groups here. Um, obviously, you know that there's a lot of talented you know musicians, yeah. um, actors and things like that. And maybe they're at the point. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm a mess. <laughs> and maybe they're at that point too, where you were at when you were in high school, where how do I get to that next level? What do I need to do to buckle down? And um, is there kind of like any advice that you would give to them? Um, You know, because you said, like, to the point there, I mean, as much as we have resources here, um, if they want to kind of expand their horizons, what advice would you kind of offer? I honestly think it's just...
1: It's one of those things, you know, when, like, the mama bird thinks that the bird's ready and the, the bird's not, and then she just pushes it out. <laughs> be like, fly. I think, I think that's what it is. I think you just have to embrace the fear, because I don't think there's ever a moment where you are ready. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I've ever felt ready for anything. Um, like I wasn't ready for New York at all. Like even though I had a job, I was like, "Oh my God, I have nowhere to live. I don't know anybody." And I think you just have to push yourself. That's that's all I can say is you know if you if you want something bad enough, mm-hmm. I think you have to embrace the unknown and embrace being scared because and you don't know what you're capable of until you're in that. You're in it. Yeah. yeah. And um, like if I never if I was scared every single time. Like, when I moved to Australia, I was scared. When I was auditioning for musicals, I was scared. But, like, if I didn't embrace being scared and just living in it and just doing my best, then I wouldn't be where I am. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, if you have an idea and you're passionate enough about it, I don't have a backup plan. Everybody says have a backup plan. I've never had a backup (laughs) plan. And, I mean also everybody's different yeah I I can't say you know this is the formula to success and like I'm not even I'm successful but I'm not successful as much (laughs) as I want to be yet and yeah I don't think there's a specific formula to success I think it's just if you want something bad enough give your 100 percent in it and and don't have a backup plan that's that's all (laughs) I could say
0: (laughs) and then in terms of being like you know, because obviously it's not. Uh, you know, the the road is very difficult. You yeah. know, like auditions, yeah. pounding the pavement. You know, uh, getting oh, you know, maybe you're not right for the part. There are often times where people could get easily discouraged. Yeah. How do you kind of traverse through through that and and kind of keep remain positive? Is it does it help to have to surround yourself with like like-minded people?
1: Yeah, it does. I think you have to. F- Find people that you get along really well with, mm-hmm. um, and people that you know that you can be a hundred percent your authentic, honest self. And you know whether it be you being grumpy that day or you being discouraged, and they just you know welcome you with open arms. Um, I mean, I went, like, a couple months ago, I went through, like, a rough bit. I called my parents, and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's so hard, blah, 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 blah. And, like, I'm like, maybe I should go back to school and, like, you know, do biology or something. <laughs> um, and, like, you know, my dad's just like, you know, count your blessings. You know, mm-hmm. what you've done so far is so great. And um, I think what I tell myself is what other people think of me doesn't make me less talented Mm -hmm. um just because I'm not I don't get a job does not mean I'm not talented it just means I'm not right for the part and I think like what I was reading the do you have you read uh The Subtle Art of Not Giving a (laughs) MCK by Mark Manson um Cause there's a bit where I was just, I was so discouraged and like, I I literally was auditioning for so many things and not one thing I got Mm -hmm. a callback for. I would have auditioned for like 20 different things. And I was like, what is going on? I, 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 I'm like, I can't, I can't do this because, <laughs> you know, there's like validation. Yeah. You, you you try not to be validated, but then there is a bit of validation. When you get a call back, you're like, oh, I'm good mm-hmm. enough. But then it shouldn't be about that. Um, and in the book, it said, um, what is it? I need to pull it up on my phone. I took a <laughs> screenshot of it because um, it, literally I think about this quote all the time. Uh, so... It says, you know, you you wait for inspiration, especially for actors. We're such, you know, emotional people. You wait for inspiration to get motivated Mm -hmm. and then you expect the motivation to give you action. But a lot of times in those down times, you're not going to be inspired, you know, so you need to start with the action first. Um, so that's what I've been working on. Like, if I if I don't feel like doing something, I'm like, Heather, go to the gym. Mm-hmm. At least go to the gym. I go to the gym. I'm like, okay, I've, I've done something today that benefits my career. I feel healthy. You know, the, the endorphins, you feel happy. Or I'm like, go to that dance class. Even if you don't want to, Heather, just go. Mm-hmm. Just do it. And then after that, you know you get inspired from the action you know they they play a song that you've never heard before and you're like oh i love this song you start listening to it and oh maybe i want to sing to it so i think it starts from action inspiration and then the inspiration gives you the motivation to keep doing what you're doing so that's kind of what i've been living through that's that's what i tell myself
0: (laughs) and the thing about it too is though you should also get big motivation from the fact that you know, you, you, like you mentioned, supportive parents. Then you have yeah. people like, you know, Belta Perez, Terry Knapp, uh, and Dr. Johnson. Yeah. all these you know, kind of like you know, big supporters and motivators um, that kind of push you on on those on those days where you know you need additional pushing, yeah. you know, um, and so I know you're, you're back here kind of recharging, it's recharging your batteries, essentially, yeah. coming back here, seeing your family and everything, how has that been, has it been extremely, like, has it been therapeutic for you to kind of come here and see your family, yeah. and, and just kind of soak, your you know, go to the beach, and because yeah. I know it is cold as heck in New York City. <laughs> it was
1: 30 degrees <laughs> when I left I was like I can't wait to get off this plane and onto the beach um, well I've only been back for two days so and it's been so crazy um, but it's been so nice to see my parents I haven't seen them in a year last time I saw them was in New York for Christmas and yeah you know mom's like let me know what dishes you want me to cook I'm like I want tonola, adobo <laughs> I, everything um but i think what's really nice is just how nice everybody is here mm-hmm. and and the pace of it um everybody goes out of their way to try to make sure that you're happy like the customer service here compared to new york city is like <laughs> it's so much better everybody's i that's what i really love is just when you come here it really is you know that island community mm-hmm. love and it's so nice to have that and for people to just just be so nice. I don't know. Like, New York's so different. You ask, oh, where's the bathroom? They're like, it's over there. You know, <laughs> that's all they tell you. Not how are you, how's your day. So, yeah, just... And the, the warmth. Oh, my mm-hmm. God, the warmth. It's just so nice to not have to be in layers. <laughs> Honestly.
0: and so i know you're here briefly and then when you board the plane and you head back to new york city or no you head back to sydney Sydney yeah and you know spend some time with your catch up with your friends there that you haven't Mm -hmm. seen in a while Mm -hmm. and then you make your way back to new New york city City. i guess what are your plans you know with with 2020 upon us yeah
1: well so i'm just gonna I really... There's some, like, self-projects that Mm -hmm. I want to do. Like, I've been in this inspiration mode recently. Like, I'm just so excited about life. (laughs) And so, like, me and my friend, we want to do a video together, like, a cover dance video and singing of Baby It's Cold Outside. We're we're still, like, in the blueprint of it, but, you know, we have ideas. And then um, I'm actually... Going to be in a new musical. I start rehearsal for a new musical that's premiering off Broadway. I can't say what it is yet because they haven't announced it. Um, But yeah, I start rehearsals um, on December 9th and I'm really excited about that because it's a show that nobody's ever heard of before. And and yeah, it's like New York, it's premiering in New York. Like it's going to be the first time somebody's seen something. So I'm really excited to just go into a Rehearsal room and not knowing what to expect, where the show's going to take me, or what the dance moves are going to look like, or what the songs look like. Um, and then, yeah, I'm just going to do acting classes. I've been doing acting classes um, the last couple of months, and I found them really helpful and inspiring. Honing your
0: craft. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. Um, I wasn't doing classes before, um, and going back into class, you know, the action insp- inspires you to be motivated, and I've been like so excited again about acting. So, yeah, I'm just going to do that and then singing lessons and and opening the show in January and then yeah. And then after that, I'll see where life takes me. <laughs> I'll just keep we'll do another feature. Yeah, yeah,
0: I'll let you know. <laughs> but I really appreciate you coming in and taking the time to kind of share, you know, catch catches up with everything that's been going on and and Thanks um for
1: having me. You know, and, and hopefully
0: inspiring others especially that are are gearing you know looking towards um theater or you know uh, musical theater and um you know because you see these these musical productions that take place and you see that that there's so much like potential you know that there are people that are really in you know into it and you can only hope that you know they get to that point where they want to really you know take it off uh, off island and and pursue it even further and hopefully listening to your story and listening to you know the challenges but also motivation from you that it you know it helps them where they want to go i hope so yeah so
1: i only want people to pursue their dreams you know life's too short
0: well thank you so much for coming in thank and you
1: for I know. having me <laughs> enjoy sydney for me i know I, yeah. I i was thinking about you i was like oh man when i tell her i'm going to sydney i
0: know that she's gonna be <laughs> she's gonna give me some dirty looks
1: <laughs> but
0: but thank you enjoy That's okay yeah. Thank yes. you for having me. Oh my god, I got—I was just talking up a storm. It's so <laughs> emotional, and and oh, don't forget, you can head over oh, and listen to this, listen to this podcast and all the other podcasts on our KUAM Podcast Network. You can find it on Spotify and SoundCloud. Until then, adiós.
1: Adiós. Mm-hmm.